What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Creed of Crypto podcast. How you doing? I am one half of your host, Broke Boy Crypto, and I have here with me, as always, my friend and co-host, Crypto Ewok. Welcome in. If you're just getting into the stream, do us a favor. We ask this of you to show your support for us and to show the support of the Pulse Chain ecosystem and true real DeFi. Hit the like button on your way in. We really appreciate it. We do this show every single Tuesday night here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got Logie33 in the chat, Alex Cobb as well, and more pouring in. So shout out to you guys. We have a poll in the chat tonight, and it reflects the thumbnail. Are you in favor of the extra levels of decentralization for Pulse Chain that we've seen here in the last few weeks? Quite simply, yes, this is DeFi as it should be, or no, it's too hard for new investors. Those are your two choices. So sound off in the chat. This is going to be an interesting topic, and I'm really excited to see what you guys have to say, because I think we're going to have a great conversation about it tonight. But uh, before we get into all that, Ewok, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, got a lot done today. Uh, it was a very productive day. Took yep. the second half of the day off from work and worked around the house a little bit. You know, got the, got the furnace primed and ready to go. It's now uh, not primed. I had to replace a... A water pump because uh, I woke up this morning and it was a balmy 63, 62 degrees in the house. And that's never fun on, on a cold day when it's 20 degrees outside. So, yeah, we're not that, in the warmest of conditions. Where yeah. We're, yeah. So. No, it's getting a little chilly. So I figured I better get it taken care of and worked out well. Got it fixed on my own. Didn't have to call anybody else. That's always, always nice. You know, YouTube uh, comes in clutch again with some of the tutorials that they give so always fun absolutely yeah yeah you know, i mean anybody that didn't grow up a blue collar worker and uh you know we were fed this lie of like yeah we're gonna desk job and we're all working these white collar jobs um yeah it's good to know your way around the home and to be able to fix stuff and youtube is a fantastic resource for that indeed I love it. So uh, welcome in, everybody. Glad to have you guys here for sure. We're going to look at a few things here before we get into our main topic. First off, where are the prices of everything, of course, because that's what everybody cares about. Uh, BTC and ETH right now. We got Bitcoin still hanging out right at about 38K. Uh, it rallied up, it looks like, a little bit today, about up about 2% over the last 24 hours. ETH sitting over 2K now. It was at 1850 or so the last couple of weeks when we discussed it. So Things moving up a little in crypto today. I didn't even know this, but I was watching Corey Geary and Money Talk with Dane, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier today. And I guess like every big crypto influencer has been saying, oh, we're going to have a 20% drop. We're going down to 30K again or whatever. I don't know. So naturally, the opposite of that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what we got going on there. Looking at our real DeFi Pulse Chain ecosystem, we have Pulse. Moving up a little bit today, but it has been a little bit of a red couple of weeks here uh, ever since you and I were hanging out with our fireside chat last uh, last Saturday. I don't even remember anymore. No, two, two Saturdays weeks, ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Before Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have Pulse at four zeros and a five eight, about a five nine. Pulse X at four zeros, one seven. And Hex combined price at about 1.65 sense. So that's where we are right now for the ecosystem. Uh, and yeah, we can just kind of take a look at that if you want to look at uh, either Pulse or uh, one of the, probably Pulse, I think is always the best place to start. But yeah, I mean, like we, we've kind of come down here over the last 10 days or so. And it feels to me anyway, like we might be having some support here 
in the mid fives. And I guess I say it feels that way because it has been that way over the last few days. Uh, you know, we kept thinking maybe we would gain that support over the four zeros and the seven a couple of weeks ago. It just didn't quite happen, came down below it again. And I think this is one of those dips that has a tendency to really frustrate people, but shouldn't because, hey, I, it's frustrated me. But, you know, you also got to remember, like, we did just rally 2x off of the lows yep. um, that we have seen. And this is another pullback. And I get it. I mean, it was so bullish that it was like, okay, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And now it's like, we're seriously coming back to here. So I get that. I understand the frustration. But I think this is a good, I mean, this is, I, I mean, I am doing everything I can to buy right now. So yep. um, what do you make of this Ewok? Do you think we still hang out here for a little while? I I, I don't. Um, I think we have hit that floor. And it's funny because I just put my, uh, mouse on the chart here, and it came up at 0.0005655, which is yeah. the exact bottom of what Hex was. Um, that level is looking to be some good support. If we can stay above that, I, I think we've kind of bottomed out. You know, it, it does take a little while to, to wash out the, the weekends and the, the people that got in for the wrong reasons that aren't willing to hold. Um, and hopefully, you know, this new floor would be very ironic if it if it happened to be the same number that that hex you know was mm -hmm. but you know like i said it it acted as resistance back here early in august uh when it made a run up it fell below it and then couldn't get back above it again until here in october when it made that nice little run um and now it's acting as resistance so mm -hmm. Let's hope that it, it holds and um, yeah, smooth sailing from here. Things are looking good across the board. Uh, hopefully the sentiment carries over to this ecosystem as well. Yeah, it, it it's looking like a good spot to me. I mean, I, I would certainly not be all that upset if I bought here and it dipped a little bit lower. I mean, it is what it is. I'm doing everything I can to try to get funds in to, to buy right now. So um, yeah, I, I think maybe we, and I'm with you, I don't think we're here for too much longer, but I think this is for me anyway, definitely a good spot to be buying. Um, and we'll see where we go from here. We have a lot of things going on, obviously. They, they, there's always, you know, it's just one of those things where the things that are going on um, in the world of crypto and everything, you can assign any story, any narrative, any macro thing you want to, to what's happening. But usually if the candles are there, it's already in there somewhere. So we'll just continue yeah. watching that price, but definitely a spot that, that we want to be buying for sure here. Um, and I, like you said, Ewok, I don't want to get too comfortable with these prices. Like I, I, I could see us bouncing off here and going right up to where we were before. And who knows? We've got a month left in 2023. This is an interesting question to ask. Um, I know I've been seeing our friend Crypto7 saying this, uh, but do you see, maybe this is what he said. I don't know. I could be totally making this up. Um, do you <laughs> see, not that it matters all that much, but do you see Pulse getting back to sack rate? by the end of 2023. And for anybody who somehow doesn't know what that is, that'd be uh, one zero, I guess. Yeah. Three, yeah, zero, three zeros and a one. one. Um, I kind of don't want it to actually, um, other than to see, you know, Katie go on topless. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I kind of don't want She it doesn't to. pay. She doesn't do there, There's no way. She pays that <laughs> off. I can't well, see that. Who knows? But, uh, okay. I, I, I don't know. 
I, I would rather but see. She's got a, a YouTube channel now. No, I don't does. know if there's like an OnlyFans portion. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll find. But out. anyway, I, I would uh, I would much rather see a nice little organic rise. Um, I I don't want to get out of control with the um, parabolic rise quite yet because when they rise like that, they, you don't want a pair of breasts rise. Is what right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only because when they rise that fast, uh, that quickly, it usually comes down pretty hard. Um, I, I'd rather see it just kind of creep up on us, um, and, and get there, even if it's by, you know, February or so, uh, right before the mm -hmm. happening, maybe in March. <clears throat> but I, I, I really like, again, I don't want to see it go crazy by the end of the year because usually, when they run up like that, they, they kind of fall pretty hard. Now it may not come the whole way back down. Um, in which case, you know, those are also healthy, but I, I just think the chances of it coming back down faster and harder are, are more likely if we do take a parabolic stab back up to sack level, I'd rather see it just creep up there and people be like, Oh my God, it's back to sack level. And where did, how did that happen? You know, just a nice, yeah. slow, steady, gradual, more people entering the ecosystem, more people participating, more projects getting launched that, uh, you know, that, you know, we're going to talk about one of them here shortly. But, you know, things like that, I think, will give more credibility to, to the blockchain and, and onboard more yeah. people. And I think you say an interesting thing. I think so many people are programmed right now. And I know like it's been so long and it's just like, can we get some more green candles? But I think yeah. so many people are programmed now to turn to 2024. And it's like, hey, I've been told that this is going to be bullish for so long <laughs> now that if we're not at sack rate, like right away in 2024, I'm done. I mean, they're going to be, there's going to be some frustrated people out there. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, these are markets and it is tough. I was saying this to you when we were just hanging out, I think a couple of weeks ago, but you know, somewhere along the line, well, I, I could tell you when, I think whenever everything dipped 95 plus percent is probably when people started to, to reassess this, but somewhere along the line, I, myself and I'm sure others who set out into crypto with this vision of like the, Hey, this is like a decade plan. Like I'm not talking, I'm not saying 30 years, like, you know, rest in peace, Charlie Munger. And, uh, you know, for, um, yeah. you know, those kind of investors in the classical index funds and stuff like that. But I'm saying like, I have an eight to 10 year plan. I want to be here a couple, maybe three cycles. Um, and that's my plan. Well, somewhere along the line, that line of thinking went totally out the window. And I think it's when, you know, we all went down epically. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, this cycle, I need to have this, this is what it's going to do this cycle. We're talking about what Pulse can do this cycle. I'm going to get out this cycle. I need to make it this cycle. And what that does is just makes you more prone to errors and makes you watch mm -hmm. the charts too much. It makes you do something stupid yep. and attempt to act when you really should just be waiting. So as hard as that is, I'm speaking from my own experience myself, because I'm feeling this way, you have to just like reprogram your brain back to like, forget about what the prices are right now. I'm investing in assets. I believe in hundred percent. And I said, I was going to be here this long, you know? So yeah, that's just well, what, we're what do you think? No, I agree completely. We lost the, um, delayed gratification, um, mentality. Uh, you're right when it fell. And, and I have seen exactly what you're saying too, is people are relying on this cycle to sell the top, to hope to sell the top and retire. I, I really think that's their mentality now. 
rather than than stick with it, rather than than delay the gratification, stake your hex, have it laddered out so that it comes out at no matter what, because you 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 know the, the majority of the people are not going to sell the top. They're just not going to. It, it, it's such a euphoric feeling um, that you're like, oh, crap, what if I sell now? And it keeps going up and I lose out on all that. So it, it is a very hard thing to do. Um, I, I, I want people to make a plan now um, and stick to it, not not just wait till they think it's the top and dump everything. It's just not, not healthy for the markets. You could trigger um a, a top before it even was due uh you know that's not going to happen unless you're extremely um bag heavy but uh you know it i don't know it, i i just i do see that it, we're back to the lottery ticket mentality unfortunately rather mm -hmm. than the delayed gratification and that's where we need to keep this in mind is if you do it right um and you build a ladder it doesn't matter when the top is you know, you can take those profits and then if, if you roll them back in for longer, you catch the next one. And these dips don't get as violent over time if people start um, embracing that whole mentality. It's like, I'm here, yeah. you know, I'm going to play this the long game um, and get it right. You know, that's the one thing that, that Richard has always says. If you get this right, it's the most important thing that you can do. If you get it wrong, you're going to wreck yourself. So. You know, it's a lot easier to get it right, and that's to hold and to stake and to ladder. So just my yeah. judgments. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Long-term mindset. Uh, it, it is tough. I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, let's yeah. face it. It's, it's very, very difficult. So um, real quick, I just wanted to mention this. I didn't say it to you earlier, Ewok, but I saw um, our friend Rags to Riches mentioned it earlier, so I Googled it. And um, just real quick regarding macro, the Fed is speculating about cutting rates maybe next spring in 2024. So all we've seen are rate hikes, obviously, from the Fed for the last year and a half or whatever it's been. Um, but coming from the Fed governor, uh, Christopher Waller today, uh, this was on Reuters, it made a whole bunch of different headlines. Uh, but he said inflation rates are moving along pretty much like I thought. If inflation consistently declines, there's no reason to insist that rates remain really high. Um, and he, you know, alluded to the next move would be a pivot. I mean, just by those statements. So um, we don't really have any idea what they will definitely do. But I mean, like I've been saying it based on just how Jerome Powell sounds. I think if you read the tea leaves over the last couple of months, there is a an FOMC meeting here, I think, on December the 13th, the last one of the year. I suspect they'll just do nothing. Right. Um but what do you make of that? I, I and I I agree. I, I think where this guy's sentiment is going is where it's going to go. This Christopher Waller guy. I think they cut the next time. I think they pivot the next time they make a move. So I could see these rates being held maybe through the first quarter of next year, maybe even into the second. But I think the next thing they do is cut, just based on the things that I've heard so far. Um, I'm just curious. I know you didn't necessarily read the article, but I mean, I pretty much just gave you the headline. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know w what you think, but I mean, just, you know, you've seen some of how pals reacted over the last yeah. couple of meetings. I, I think that's the direction they're going to go, but what about you? Well, I think, I think it could be very bullish and, and good for the whole cycle. Now, don't forget, um, that after the pivot, usually it takes a, a couple months and there is a massive pullback after that mm -hmm. historically. Uh, but I could get behind it, man. Um, the interest rates are high. Let's get back to lowering the rates, uh, printing more money. <laughs> a 
let people get into you know the crypto markets with with their extra uh that they can you know i don't i hate, I hate to see people taking loans out but uh when the money's flowing like that it, it, it definitely helps some of it come this way yeah well i mean you know taking loans whenever it makes sense the trouble is nobody really knows what makes sense in right America. they just kind of like take out high interest loans and have credit card debt and stuff like that but yeah i mean i, I heard some i forget who i heard saying it the other day but somebody i don't know if it was kiyosaki or somebody of that ilk was just saying like hey there's a reason mark zuckerberg carries a mortgage you know it's because right. what's the point you know right. i mean depending upon what your interest rate is why are you paying that you know these old Dave Ramsey ideas, which, hey, he's helped a lot of people. I'm not denying that. But these ideas are like, no debt, pay off your house. Hey, I got news for you. If you've locked in a below 3% mortgage, yeah, I'm making minimum payments. I really don't give a shit. So, yep. I mean, there's just other places to put your money to have it appreciate. You know, we're all second class. I mean, not we're all, but I mean, like th there's a class war going on in our country between elites that are in government and wherever else and us normies. You know that not that we're normies, but normal type citizens, and um, you got to take drastic measures if you want to make it to the next level. That's just how I look at it. So yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so we'll see. I do think they pivot next time around. So we'll see. Ewok, I want to bring something up that you brought up a couple of weeks ago. You, I think you'd probably be better to flush it out than than I will because it was your idea. And then we're going to get into the main event here about the decentralization of Pulse Chain. Um, but you've been seeing a lot of BTC maxis uh, on Twitter right now. And I, and I do agree. There's been more and more, I think, um, coming out of the woodwork. I, I think some strange long-haired TikToker came out of the blue the other day shitting <laughs> on Hex and he tweet got deleted or so, I don't even know. I don't understand it. I didn't watch it. As soon as I saw his face, I was like, I'm not watching this shit. Yep. But you've been saying that you've been seeing BTC maxi comments right now. I'm um, just seeing a lot of them saying lots of trash, like, oh, you know, hex, like the e-hex chart is the worst chart ever. And this is it. It's really over this time and uh, all this stuff. So what are you seeing? Like, is there actually an increase by volume? Um, or what do you think? And what do you make of the sentiment of like the mainstream crypto people right now versus this ecosystem? Well, again, I, I think the, the root of all of this is because the BTC maxis are probably threatened by hex. Um, the ones that know what it is, uh, really want to see it fail. Uh, you know, they want to, to listen, anybody that's got bags in crypto, that's what they talk about. They talk about the bags that they have, just like us. You know, we are Pulse Chain, Pulse X, Hex, um, loaded with, with coins. And that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, un unfortunately, the BTC maxis who say nothing else is crypto, everything else is garbage. Well, you know, that's flat out just not true. You know, we don't, we don't deny that there are other good projects out there. Um, we just don't talk about them because we're not really that invested in them. Um, whereas, you know, BTC is very threatened by anything, especially when the guy Richard Hart, who came from the BTC, you know, uh, background, and he was a miner back early in the day, uh, when, when people like that change their worldview and say, well, guys, Bitcoin has flaws, and I think I've built something better they get pretty threatened by that. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these things come out uh, because they try to FUD it. You know, as the price goes up and price goes up, they kind of go in the background. And, you know, it was really bad the first cycle uh, when it first launched. And, and I'm seeing a 
resurgence of some of these people come back out. And honestly, on Twitter, it, it becomes quite toxic if you let it bother you and you read it, uh, because it really makes you second guess, you know, what you're doing and, and, and why you're here. So, you know, if you're not muting them or blocking them, you should be instead of engaging with them, because when you engage with them, it just, it helps that algorithm and you see more and more of it, uh, of right. that type of, of, of talk. So, you know, be firm with the decisions that you made and, you know, we're all going to be fine. It's just, you know, you, you got to block out the noise and the only way to do that is to mute them or, or block them seriously. Um, and in, in time, as the price goes back up, they'll quiet down again, but they like to see it when there's maybe a little bit of uncertainty and, and people, uh, and they try to get them to the Bitcoin side of things. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that I happen to see this tweet right now, as you're saying this, because, um, not that this guy's a Bitcoin maxi, he's actually been anti-crypto, but I think he's definitely in on Bitcoin now. Uh, but Peter Schiff four hours ago, did you see this? No. Uh, tweeted, Richard Hart is another crook that I correctly called out years ago. And I forgot that they had that debate yeah. um, a, a couple years back, which was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, he's getting at least half ratioed on it so far um, uh, from a lot of hex people and stuff well, like that. Well, you know, it uh, is good to see the ratios. It's good to see us in our community yeah. stand up for something. Unfortunately, the problem with that is like I said, you increase your own algorithm of seeing more and more of it, uh, which only yeah. plants the seeds of, of self-doubt in, in what you are doing. So, you know, just like I said, be careful if you're, you know, interacting with these with these people. Look at their follower count. Um, if they've got under 200 followers, it's probably really not worth your time. It may be an alternate account set up by somebody just to do that with. Um, and especially if it's under a hundred or under 50, just block them, get rid of them because yeah. they're just trolls. They come online and, be, and because they have a, a miserable life of their own, they want everybody else to feel miserable too. So, yeah. And, um, you do get numb to it, I think, after a while. I mean, like every now and then maybe it'll piss you off. But I mean, eventually it's like, okay, you're a loser that's trying to start up like a new crypto following. And part of the way that you want to get followers is by like trashing Hex because, you know, they're going to come at you with a pitchfork and stuff. It's just, it's a tired act, you know, where like yeah. I like blockchain boy, um, Eric Hartman, I like to call him, is doing this <laughs> now. Um, although he he... He reminds me so much of Ben Armstrong. Like he's just so, yeah. um, you know, uh, he's just such a client. He's just so he just wants attention so it's a, bad. Attention you know? driven drama is what it is. I did see yeah, he posted yeah. something about Pulse Chain, um, and I, I think don't. He I think he has some. I definitely think he does. Well, yeah, and and that's what another thing a lot of these guys will do is they won't talk good things until they fill their bag. Then mm -hmm. they they pivot on on what they say. Uh, it gets more bullish um, the, the more of it they have. So you got to be careful of that. And a lot of these arguments that these guys are all coming up with are just recycled narratives from the first cycle. So right. um, again, you can go back to a lot of this stuff and look at it and, and it's the same unfounded accusations and uh, nonsense that it, it was the last time they've got nothing new. Uh, because really no one's been scammed unless they sold the bottom. So. 
the term scam is used so often that uh it's right. it, it's lost its meaning i mean it doesn't mean anything anymore like um that would actually intrigue me frankly when i hear it now yeah. uh to hear oh a ponzi scam like if everybody's saying that i'm like tell me more Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. So the haters are going to hate. Uh, and, and speaking of, uh, I don't want to say haters, but a, a contentious subject. We're going to get into the main event here now. If you guys are enjoying the stream so far, do us a favor. Smash the like. We appreciate it. We do the show every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We value you guys being here for sure. Hit the like if you value the channel and real DeFi. So the big topic, we have a poll on it. We're going to look at the results so far in a moment. But the Pulse Chain Bridge and now PulseX and the Pulse Chain site and the Pulse Scanner, basically everything, the Hex front end, everything now in this ecosystem has had the same fate as just a few weeks ago when we saw the Hex front end had the landing page turned into basically, I don't want to say it's just a series of links. That's not all it is, but contains a series of decentralized links with the IPFS link, which is basically the private version of the site excuse me, that you can run on your own, as well as .exe files that you can run the code for the hex contract, the Pulse Chain, the Pulse X contract on your own local PC, um, which is about as decentralized as it possibly gets. Um, contrary to what some of the, I, I don't know if I call it propaganda, but some of the tweets you're seeing, you'd think that you'd go to these sites that were formerly like the exact landing page, the exact front end, um, and, you know, they're now just simply, um, you know, all, like, <laughs> yeah, like they're all grayscale now and you don't even understand what's going on. I mean, the branding is still there. It's all clearly, you know, still that there's just a series of links you can click that work and are the correct links. Um, so, you know, th this has been a contentious topic. Most people are in favor of it actually and do see it as further decentralizing something that's also already one of the most decentralized blockchains in crypto um but is richard pulling these down just plainly for the decentralization part of it you think ewok because he wants is it also him wanting to you know and regardless of anything going on with any bullshit three-letter agency that's just you know making up charges that aren't real um I think there's something to be said for him wanting to separate himself entirely from these products because, you know, we talk about Bitcoin, we talk about Ethereum. You don't go to Bitcoin.com and like uh, create a Bitcoin stake. I mean, you can't even really do that. But I'm saying, uh, even though he is like commissioned these products and not really worked on them himself, I mean, he has devs, obviously, but, you know, they're not him. And I, I think that it's a great idea to remove him from it while still knowing, you know, his thoughts on crypto, uh, freedom, the different things he talks about, much like Charles Hoskinson, who chimed in on some stuff the other day, too. Uh, I, I think it's just good that he does want to remove himself because he, he wants these to be as decentralized as possible. Um, so yeah. what do you make? I mean, there's so many angles to this I'm going to get into. So yeah, first off, a... what, what, what do you make about the moves in general? And I'll, I'll just offer up the complaint, I guess, we're seeing from... Uh, maybe 20% of people that are already in the ecosystem, maybe 10. Um, it's just that like, oh, it makes it harder for new investors to get in. It's confusing. You don't know what to do. What do you do? Um, what do you make of all these angles? So first you have to look at statistics. And I did see Steph, um, who was the creator of Staker app and things like that. He used to work for Google. 
he made a, a comment that said every extra click that you have to do, I think you lose 20% on each click or something along those lines. Um, so I, I get the fact that the more clicks you have, the harder it is to onboard people. However, with the state of affairs and the overreach, especially of those three-letter agencies, um, I think the way it's happening is better in the long run. You know, you can teach your onboards to make one click uh, to get to that DEX or to get to the, the, the landing page for HEX. Um, I, I, I just think being able to run it on your own server, on your own computer is, is fantastic. Now, beware when you do that, um, there are going to be updates. So, uh, especially with like PulseX, um, I don't think there will be too many more updates to go.hex.com. Um, however, right. I, I do see more updates coming with, uh, PulseX and, um, what was the other one? The bridge, you know, yes. as, as they improve things like that, you're going to want to make sure that you have the right version right now. It's like V dot zero zero one or something like that. Um, right. or, or zero zero two. Um, so that's one of the problems that I have with other people creating landing pages, um, and, and shortcuts. I mean, it, it it's, it's great to have it. Um, I, I just think it creates a very big security vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, I don't know what those people are, where they're hosting their website or what they're doing. Um, can somebody get in there and do something malicious to it? Change the code enough to where it becomes a, a wallet drainer. Once you click something and you're not paying attention to approve something, um, are you going to end up with a, with an empty wallet? You know, that's one of my biggest fears of not using the um, IPFS or uh, the ones that are on those sites. Now, again, back to the overreach, you know, we've seen them take websites down um, and it would be awful if that happened. However, if you have it downloaded to your system, um, that doesn't matter anymore. You can still operate everything right from your computer. So, you know, it, it's good in a way as long as you're keeping them up to date. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not worried about the one extra click. We can teach, again, we can teach our onboards how to get to this and explain what true decentralization really is. You know, that's that's why that's why it's important. Yes, it is an extra click or two, but this is why it's important. And I think if that's the road we go down and explain why it's like that in the first place, uh, the decentralization factor alone should make people understand and be like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Because if you remember back in the day when there was these uh, platforms like BitConnect and all of those, when BitConnect went down, it was gone. Everything was gone, your money included, because it was in the platform. Um, this, this completely gets rid of all of those um, chances of anything like that happening. So again, it's another security layer. It's another um, decentralization layer. And more so than anything, it's a, it's a freedom layer. 
we don't need, you know, we don't need websites. We have, if you have them downloaded at the zip file and you run it on your own, then that's even better. So that's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. Um, you know, this is one of the times where I do like gold key a lot. Um, him and Dipcatcher have done amazing things with the Maximus uh, tokens and everything like that. And this is one of the times where I completely just disagree with the FUD that he's kind of throwing out there and um, the aggression toward Richard for doing it. And uh, why won't he debate me? And this kind of like, I'm like, whoa, buddy, you know, pull back the reins a little bit understand what it's for and he's a smart guy i just don't understand why there's just so much drama about it um so yeah that's where i stand i'm all for it man the 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 more we can get away from the necessity of even having like you know we all love richard but the more we can get away from any of the websites uh that look like a front end the better yeah. And the community builds their own too. So, I mean, we've got those on top of it. You know, there's not only his stuff, but there are other things that, that work as well. So uh, just as to that extra decentralization layer. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. And the, to the point that you said about like websites being taken down, I think it's good to get out in front of that and, you know, yeah. make sure that people know how to use something like that. So that isn't even a possibility, right. you know, or, or if it did happen in some way, it doesn't matter because everybody already knows how to use it. I, yep. I, I think that's a good thing to do. Not only that, I, I think it is awesome literally for him to completely separate himself mm -hmm. from the products, not talking about any kind of reason other than just the decentralization of it. Like if it really is the most decentralized thing, you know, Ethereum's like bigger than Vitalik now. Like people don't talk about a theory, like the, the layman, it, there are people out there that are casual crypto investors that have ETH or use ETH every day that have I've never heard the name Vitalik Buterin. You know what I mean? Right. Our ecosystem is like the opposite of that. Like everybody knows that Richard Hart, um, and, and it's because of the kind of guy he is clearly. And I think that that's a good thing. I'm not hating on that at all. I'm just saying that um, this trajectory, I think, is only a natural trajectory for all the products that we have now. For as decentralized and as good of the products they are, is for him to go back like that. I mean, I just think that that makes sense. Um, and in terms of what you said, I, I wanted to get into this discussion. It was the next point I was going to bring up because you were talking about, you know, third party, I guess, sites that are created. So I don't know if RH Max himself created this. I think he did, maybe. Um, but I know he's been sharing it. But the GoRealDefi.com. Um, it is the main one that's been created so far. Uh, it hosts easy, quick links with a picture of exactly what it is you're going to, whether it be like the hex front end, the bridge, all the stuff we're talking about here. Um, and each link leads directly to the current IPFS link. As you said, Ewoks, supposedly, that, I mean, that that's how it should work. But again, as you mentioned, like there are also updates. Like right now on PulseX, it's like the 1.002 version or whatever. Yeah. Um, and how often will they get updated? Um, and how often will that third party then update them? You know, that that's kind of the, the risk with something like that. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's fine. Like what my, what I've basically been doing is going to like, what were the former front ends, uh, opening up the IPFS link and saving it for now. And I'll just go back and continue to see if there's updates or anything and move on from there. And in terms of some of these things now, the bridge, I understand if there was a gripe I was going to understand at all, it would be with the bridge. 
version because it's not like we have all these different pulse chain bridges that people are also using and there's like other ones that have been built like the bridge is the one thing that people are really relying on to get over into the ecosystem right but pulse x is just a dex and you know we have been huge proponents of piteous probably more piteous not piteous um mm -hmm. you know probably more so than anything else that's been built for this ecosystem, it's a fantastic DEX aggregator. You still end up using PulseX through it. You'll notice it when you do your transactions because it is an aggregator. Um, but I love the interface and we've both been using that. I do kind of understand with a bridge though, because it's like, well, this is how I need to get funds over into the ecosystem. And I want to make sure that I can get there. Yeah. Um, but hey, I mean, maybe we'll have, you know, I, I think we'll probably have even more stuff built over the course of this market um, to make access to that even easier. And to the gold key point, not to just single him out because there are other people that agree. I think he's just yeah. the one that has the loudest voice. Right. But, you know, when you talk about the complexities of getting into crypto um, in general, not just like Pulse Chain, I just put this in the chat myself a little bit ago. I remember when you were first telling me about Hex um, and I only somewhat understood DeFi at the time like i understood exchanges i understood how to get I, I knew how to buy bitcoin or ethereum or whatever else but i didn't i didn't wasn't totally in tune with like uniswap didn't totally understand DeFi, and i didn't understand like okay so i have to i have to buy like whatever my initial onboarding is on the exchange which i know how to do send that to a wallet and i don't think i was overly familiar with metamask yet at the time um you know, then I go to Uniswap. Like I just didn't, it was like, I don't understand, you yeah. know, all these steps that still exists for an overwhelming portion sure. of crypto, like still now even. And we just had a bull market like a yeah. couple of years ago. Not only that, but the steps that it takes people to even buy this stuff on centralized exchanges for the casual guy who's like, oh yeah, I've got some ETH just like staked on Coinbase or whatever. That person signed up for Coinbase uploaded multiple selfies, did two-factor authentications, um, you know, gave their social security numbers, uh, you know, verified banks, mm -hmm. maybe waited a couple of days for them to be verified with them dropping change in it, then you're verifying with you. Like, they're, they're, literally hours, if not days, to get onboarded onto that. Days, yeah. Yeah, there's so a waiting I, time. I, and guess what? Those centralized exchanges all have SEC lawsuits filed against them right now. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's not stopping people and if people are going through all those steps, I, I'm sorry. I failed to see how this is an issue. And I think it's just bullshit uh, that yeah. people are acting like it's that big of a deal. Uh, I just yeah, don't understand. I agree. I, and you're right. But now think back. Think back how hard it was for you to do that. And now think how it's second nature. Um and I think we really have to explain to people, yes, it is a little difficult. You do it a couple times and you're going to be doing it in your sleep. Um, I hope not. I hope you're not a sleepwalker and I hope you don't make trades in your sleep. But um, what I'm getting at is it becomes easier the more you do it just with anything else. Um, but yeah, there is a learning curve and it but it, it doesn't really it doesn't really slow that learning curve down. You still bookmark the site. You just click one extra button. So um, I, I, I don't think it's once you get them that far, um, literally that one click isn't going to hurt anything. 
I agree with you because they've gone through so much so far and they understand crypto by that point. Here's a great point by Philly. And there are courses. Um, now you can say whether or not they're worth their money, uh, but there are courses in crypto still right now that teach you from the bottom up, you know, and we yeah. will need that still coming into this bull market and everything with retail coming in. There are still people that don't even know how to get onto exchanges. But Philly here says it took me weeks to learn all the steps and to self-teach with the help of videos on YouTube to learn how to do it all. Ledger, exchanges, how to stake, all of it. It takes time. Yeah. You're 100% That's right. Absolutely. And, and it's worthwhile learning all that. I mean, like um, the security of wallets and stuff like that. That's the other thing, too. Um, you talk about all the security measures that you can take with holding your own keys, you know, and like the different ways that you can hold those keys and know, and know what they are and be able to access them at a, at a moment's notice or whatever. It, it, when you're talking about security, the, the more inconvenient it is, it's just kind of the, the, you know, the, the law of the way these things have to be weighed, the more inconvenient it is to do the more secure it's going to be. That's just kind of the trade-off. And exactly. with the decentralization of all this ecosystem right now, I think we're seeing something similar and, I'm telling you, I mean, it's just not that much of a difference. I mean, there were many tokens that people were buying in the last bull run. I think of Phantom, uh, probably Polygonmatic too, like these layer ones, layer twos that did well in the last bull market that were their own chain. And if you wanted native Phantom, you had to bridge over to Phantom with a, in their case, a bridge that's been hacked and uh, multi-chain.xyz or whatever it was. But um, yeah, so you... That's been a thing, and it's been a thing with tokens that went up wildly in the past. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm actually in favor of it um, overall. So, I don't yeah. know. Do you have any other final thoughts on that, Ewok? No, not really, but I do want to address this question. It says, what do yeah. you guys think about holding ETH? I think it's a great idea um, as long as you have coins that are you know, on the Ethereum chain, buying it now while it's still two thousand dollars and having a little bit on the side is never a bad idea you know once we hit the bull market and, and things start to go up it's going to get more expensive so uh you know the one thing that i was able to do and i'm not a, a tax advisor or anything like that um but if you have a bunch of ethereum fees uh you can write those off as a, a operating expense um if your business right. is you know revolving around your your hex stakes for example uh the cost to get your stakes in and out um are technically operating cost so um it, it's something to think about consult your, your your accountant or your tax person uh, some people won't consider it but um i i think it is and 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 mine did for me so i don't think it's a bad idea to hold eth especially as it's cheap um, get some now and that way you have it for any kind of transactions that you may have to do crossing the bridges costs with ethereum even if it's just getting into pulse chain if they're going to use the bridge um you're going to need ethereum um staking unstaking your hex on ethereum going to need it so doesn't hurt to have it that's just my opinion not only that, and I don't even know um nfs if you're talking about holding it as an investment i mean we may not really do it at this point because we're just trying to look for even higher appreciating gains, but I don't think there's anything really wrong with that either. I mean, I think if, if you want to be as safe as possible, um, you know, as conservative, I should say, as possible in your investments in crypto and want more than a 2x, which is 
maybe all that Bitcoin uh, will be able to offer you or three or four X. Um, I mean, ETH is probably the way to go. I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, mo most people, uh, and I don't mean that as a good thing, do believe ETH is going to 10K this cycle. So make of that what you will. That's at least well, a four X. Five X from here. So. 5x, yeah. Um, so you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't. You, it, Ewash, right? You're always going to need it. So I mean, you know, it's the biggest, you know, the biggest, most used blockchain in the world, and you're going to need to transact on it. So, um, yeah. And if you're going to be holding other tokens on Ethereum, yeah, definitely good to hold it for sure. So, um, if you guys are here enjoying the stream, do us a favor, hit the like button. We do this every single Tuesday night, almost at Wednesday, because it used to be uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, wanted to mention this too with the Pulse X update the other day. I noticed we can just quickly touch on this, but uh, Richard Hart seemingly possibly supporting the internet money wallet. Um, and I did see it there, he had a link for that wallet um, at the bottom of the Pulse X site after the decentralized links were posted. Um, it was only for about 30 minutes after the update before disappearing. I, I, I'm curious. Do you think it was just like an error, Ewok? Because the other links that are down there are like other. I think he has a link to Piteous down there, so he's showing you like, hey, if if you'd rather not use this, here's other ones that have been built. Yeah. So a, a wallet didn't necessarily fit. You know, it was like one of these things is not like the other. Um, but I'm curious what your thoughts on that. I mean, do you hmm. think that was a subtle accidental endorsement, or is there some other plan for him to feature that somewhere? Um, I thought it was cool though. I mean, it, it looks like. Uh, the big man might be favoring internet money wallets. So what did you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was a nice a subtle advertisement. However, he took it down fairly or he, whoever, whoever did it, took it down fast. Yeah. Um, maybe the developers put it up and maybe he made the final call to say, no, I don't want that up there. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a whole lot of speculation of, of how it could have happened. Um, but I, again, there's there's nothing wrong with Internet Money Wallet. Um, they have a good product. I I, I don't currently use it, um, but it, again, I, I don't I don't talk badly about it either. So um, I just I just haven't used it enough to endorse it. Um, I know they do have a uh, what is their token? Time. I think their token is called mm -hmm. Time that they that they have. Where if you have that, you get some of the fees. They're generated by the the wallet fees and and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's a decent product. Uh, but I, again, I, I'm not sure how it all went down. I, I have a feeling yeah, that the developers doing the site probably put it up there. Um, and with Richard still maybe wanting to do a wallet sometime in the future, um, maybe he said, "Yeah, let's not put that up there right now. We'll have something better coming down the road." which better means built by me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the way that I kind of saw it happening. Um, but again, it, it, you know, even if it was a short endorsement, it was still an endorsement. So kudos to them. Yeah, I'm looking right now. So yeah, he has uh Dex toys listed down there. I have, I've never even heard of that, but it's a, yeah. it's, it's a Dex. I didn't even know what that was. <clears throat> um, well, it's it's Psy from Hex Hex Toys. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I I was thinking it was something to do with that. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. He he has uh, Hex Dot Toys. Um, okay. He's the one that created that essentially front end um, exchange type Uniswap deal 
Um, right. it, it's very, very similar. Uh, it may be just another front end using his, um, you know, his platform, but it does look good. Like it, it, it's sharp. Yeah, I'm looking looking. At it. yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Uh, and then he lists, uh, go pulse X of course, and piteous as the other alternatives at the bottom. Yeah. So, um, I love that. I mean, he's given links to other front ends right there on the site. So, yeah. um, definitely awesome. Um, Let's move on to this. And we're going to get into the highest of stakes debuting on Apple TV in a moment. So we did not forget about that. We're obviously going to talk about that as well. But some of RH's tweets. Oh, Mike's a little hot there. Uh, this past weekend. So there was some really interesting stuff Saturday night. He just went nuclear. Uh, yeah. Just dropping shit bombs on BTC all night long. Um, just about how centralized it is. Basically the 51% owned by two pools right now. Um, and how theoretically they could just get an SEC lawsuit for that. Um, he talked about mining expenses and fees and how Pulse Chain is a better version of Bitcoin in addition to all these decentralized exchanges that have been made uh, to uh, Pulse X, Pulse X. He's really highlighting how opposite BTC now is um, to everything else. So what did you make of some of these things? And then to make it even better, just yesterday I saw this. I don't know when hit this stream occurred or when he said it, <clears throat> but I saw Allcoin Daily tweeted out that like three-minute rant from Card Cardonzo's uh, Charles Hoskinson talking about similar things. And he mentioned that 51% number in the pie chart that Richard had just tweeted out a couple of days ago. So he sure. he basically talked about like all these different cryptocurrencies. And I, I do mean all of these getting attacked by the SEC um, and then just showing uh, kind of the, um, what am I trying to say? Um backwards nature of their thinking basically um to where you know look at bitcoin so what did you make of some of that and for hoskinson to then back it up i was trying to say the word hypocrisy i have no idea why that slipped my mind but uh, but then hoskinson backing it up so what did you make of all that well i thought it was interesting you know richard did bring up a good point however um it doesn't quite work that way if they were to subpoena those pools um the miners just pretty much switch the pools that they're in. So it doesn't affect the miners as much. Um, It does centralize the pool. Obviously, right now Mm -hmm. it's spread across, you know, whatever it was. There's five or six pools, uh, two of them representing over 50%. Um, But I think that was his point, how, how centralized the pools are and who controls those pools. You know, that we don't know. Is it like one entity? Uh, that controls that much, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, you saw the the maxis coming out of the woodwork, you know, after Hoskinson said it. Uh, it I thought it was kind of funny. You know, that's not how it works. This is, and you're telling me you don't know the difference between what Cardano and Bitcoin is. And, you know, <clears throat> he has a point. He, he has, the, the point was, why are they, why are they not making some sort of determination? Why are they attacking everybody? Right. Um, there really is no difference in functionality, you know, as far as sending and receiving tokens. And, um, you know, yes, Bitcoin, the only advantage that it has is that it's so much older. Um, and it has gotten to that point of decentralization. So, yeah, I can't blame Charles for for reacting that way and, and getting, 
you know, he, he, he was definitely emotional about what they're doing to the space and the, the three letter agencies that are, are, are definitely using their overreach. Um, but you know, I, I thought it was, yeah, the, the point was still that, yeah. And Johnny just said it, it's a, it's a physical point of failure, no right. matter which pool are, that they're actually in, um, th the failure portion of it can be, you know, easily attacked. Uh, yes, they would have to switch pools, but uh, again, there is a there is a point of failure uh, that can cause issues down the road. So, you know, I I think he was just trying to prove a point um, about decentralization and how it's probably not as decentralized as people think it is. You know, I think that was his main focus that he was going after, not the technicalities of. Uh, of you, you know serving the pools or, or or whatever you know along those lines yeah i agree with you i think it was good that he highlighted that it was it was good to see a fiery charles hoskinson as well he's usually a very measured guy um yeah. <clears throat> from his he's on a farm right is he in colorado i think i um, i don't know where he is yeah, humble man, Charles Hoskinson. Um, but yeah, so definitely interesting from both those guys. Indeed, uh, you know, some of the top thinkers in crypto. And then uh, again, Richard tweeting about, so we've seen the IRS and the SEC rulings that um, are coming up that you could have submitted comments on that those are now expired. Comments would have been due. But uh, now tweeting about this FinCEN policy against mixers. So, you know, you hear about crypto mixers, tornado cash comes to mind. That's one that they kind of just unilaterally went after and threw, they threw the guy in jail, right? Yeah. The guy that, I think uh, he's still there. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about him getting out. I, I, you know, I think they, they threw him in jail and were, he was supposed to get some sort of trial, but I don't know that it's even happened yet. Right. Well, this is applicable to those kind of scenarios. So um, if you check Richard tweets from the other day, I'll see if I can grab it. I have it in my bookmark tweets. But uh, it's the proposal of special measure regarding convertible virtual currency mixing as a class of transactions of primary money laundering concern. In other words, um, they're trying to ban anything that's a mixer because they think it's only going to be money laundering and things right. like that. Comments on it are not due until the 22nd of January. So you've got like 50, I don't know, 55 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, but essentially what Richard was trying to say is it's a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. And I have the link to the actual thing right here. So I'll go ahead and drop that in if anybody wants to check it out and kind of go the same route that we did with the other things. But it's it's a good one to to check out as well. I mean, like this is... This is the funny thing is he's tweeting about all these policies, you know, from, again, these three-letter fence and I guess six, but <laughs> these agencies within the United States that are, you know, trying to, he knows that different types of regulation is coming. The, the thing is, a lot of these people in crypto are not talking about what those specific regulations are, who are the ones coming after it, what they're trying to impose. Richard's actually highlighting people to that, tweeting out the comments that people can submit. And you can actually review this stuff and have input. And he like tags yeah. Bitcoin every time that he does it. I don't see like some of these big influencer channels and stuff like that talking about these things. And this is what, you know, is going to shape the future of our industry here. Right. Um, so, yeah. What do you make of his continued <clears throat> focus on this? And why do you think it is, though, that the Bitcoin maxis that kind of just want to like tweet out like bitcoin solves everything laser eyes well and that's problem. part of the problem man I, that's why i don't even like the fact that he tags the bitcoin guys only because they don't care mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the SEC as has determined that as of right now, they're the only ones that are officially a commodity. Um, right. They don't want to help anybody else. They want to be the only thing that's out there. Um, I would much prefer if he was tagging the Ethereum folks uh, because there's a lot of other people in the same situation um, that could do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I started to read through that whole FinCEN thing and I got down there and I'm like, I realized that I was only a quarter of the way through the page. <laughs> and I'm like, holy, it's a lot of lawyer yeah. speak. It's a lot of, um, you know, it's all about anti-terrorism stuff and how they think that that's how they're going to do it. And um, it's the only thing that it's used for. Uh, and then there's a tiny little bit of down there. Oh, except when people want to make payments and and not have their, their wallet shown or don't want to know what if, if say you have an internet business um, and you pay people in crypto. What if you don't want the other employees to know who's making what salary? Um, There's a privacy element there. And that's what Richard's always been about. You know, if I make payments to somebody, I don't want them to see my wallet. I don't want them to see how much I have or or whatever. I don't want to create a target. Um, Little things like that that are super important. And and we all know uh, the terrorism is funded by cash. Uh, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're not really using crypto. It's, it's just, it's the blockchain is, um, there for a reason. And yeah, they're just, they're not using tornado or mixers or things like that. So, uh, yeah, it does come down to the privacy issue and, and yes, there are going to be bad actors that use things no matter what you do, no matter what product you have. Um, yeah, there are bad actors in the space, no matter where. So. Yeah, I just like I said, I, I I'm not a fan of tagging the Bitcoin bros because, again, they don't really participate in any kind of help for any other community. Um, I think Ethereum, maybe the Cardano people, maybe the Ripple people would get on board with things. Now Ripple's a little different too, um, and and I do believe that their appeal was just thrown out or the SEC's appeal to Ripple was just thrown out. So I, I'm pretty sure that's about over. Um, so, you know, the more that, the, the less that some of these people are going through, uh, the less willing they're probably going to be able to help other people do the same. Um, I wish it wasn't that way, but I, I really think it is. Yeah, I am with you. And I do understand where you're coming from with tagging the Bitcoin bros, um, because they don't care. They don't give a shit about Richard Hart. They don't like Richard Hart and they don't, they don't care about the rest of crypto. I mean, they're actively rooting for an ETF to save their bags for this cycle. Yeah. And they're literally rooting for like anti-crypto at this point. Um, so man, I I don't really know what to, I I don't understand the hypocrisy with that group or that bunch. Um, but kudos to Richard for tweeting it out. And I'm with you. I, I do think maybe tagging Ethereum is probably a better idea, which I think he does that sometimes, but traditionally on these tweets, he is tagging Bitcoin. So, um, maybe he's just trying to prove a point that like, Hey, you guys should give a shit about this and you don't, what's the problem here? Well, and that is too, maybe he's just calling them out for not caring (laughs) because he has done that in the past too. 
I think that very well could be it. But yeah. um, either way, for you guys watching who do actually care about this stuff, um, there is the link in the chat. I did post it if you want to check it out um, and go ahead and submit comments for that as well. Um, and it's very easy. I mean, if you want to use the AI tools that we've used before, I mean, you could very easily do that with ChatGPT or whatever you prefer. So um, check that out. And in terms of us taking action on things, um, pulsepetition.org. So the amicus brief in support of Richard Hart is now up over at least 28K signatures at last check um, and probably approaching 30, I'd imagine, which would be the next milestone. So if you guys have not looked into that or signed it, uh, if you believe in what is being preached on there, go read it, obviously. It's basically about real DeFi. It was coordinated by Crypto Coffee, kinetics and a man that they mutually know that i don't remember the name of uh, <laughs> but um check it out um give it a sign uh help contribute don't worry about doxing yourself and stuff i mean you will dox yourself but i mean i wouldn't worry about it i mean this is something that you want to if you care about this and want to support it then you know go ahead i'm not going to tell you what to do but i think uh you know if you believe in this stuff you'd be encouraged how many are we at there i can't see it says 29,888. So we're almost go. at 30,000. I think the goal is still 50,000 um, that they would like to get to, but uh, 30,000 is a is a great stepping stone. Excuse me. It definitely is. I mean, I think some people at first, like 10,000 was the milestone and they thought that that's all they would get to. And obviously, like the longer there is a reason for an amicus brief to be uh, signed, the the more signatures are going to come. So um, and I believe and I don't know all the details of it. I'll have to look into this more because I, I think I heard Corey Gary again. I was listening to those guys today. Um, I think I heard that the amicus brief that was filed on behalf of XRP um the judge actually took very seriously and had a lot of signatures. I'll have to look into that. I don't want to speak out of turn, but it would be interesting to see that as well. And I imagine some of these judges, if they're honest, which, you know, they are human beings, so who knows, and former lawyers many times. Um, but, you know, if they are honest and, and you are dealing with this crypto stuff that you yourself likely don't very know much about, it'd be good to take into account something like an amicus brief. Yeah. Um, from people who do know what they're talking about. At the very least, would make you open your mind to say like, okay, they're talking about DeFi here. They're talking about Pulse Chain, but these guys in this in this lawsuit said that PulseX is on Ethereum. I don't understand what's going on here. So it might be good to like hear other people's side who actually know what's going on too. Um, yeah, so support that too and sign the amicus brief. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on that, Ewok? No, man. Nope, we need as many people, you know, in it as we can um let's talk about new things launching in this ecosystem we really have one big one this week and that is the fetch oracle from the liquid loan guys is finally live on pulse chain so we thought we were getting this in october the people were told we were getting it in october then it was going to be the first couple of days in november now officially this week the fetch oracle has launched uh, liquid loans not actually out yet. Uh, the algorithmic stable coin and all that stuff is not out yet, but the fetch Oracle anyway, which would be, you know, responsible for the data and everything, um, for this chain is now out. And I think like the biggest piece of news, regardless of how much any of us understand about oracles or what all fetch will be able to do or what else will come with liquid loans. I think one very positive thing, not saying that I, or, you know, or any of you ever necessarily doubted it, but that something from this group is now officially live, which yep. is awesome um, to see. And it's good, if anything, that that Fetch Oracle 
is now out. I guess it would make sense that it always would have been the first thing out. Yes. Um, but yeah, what do you make of this Ewok? And, um, you know, explain to, to people who may have forgotten at this point, which I would totally understand, what they can expect from this algorithmic stable that will be coming with this ecosystem and liquid loans in general. Like, what else can they be expecting from this group after the launch of Fetch Oracle? Well, so Fetch is the main piece of the puzzle. Everything kind of yeah. operates around it, right? It's a, um, it, it, it's used for accurate pricing. Um, it, important part of that is the stablecoin part of liquid loans is not tied to a dollar. However, it is tied to a dollar's worth of pulse. So that's why it's very important to have an accurate um, oracle that is always reaching all of the different places to aggregate the cost, um, to right. aggregate the price. Um, instead of just looking at one exchange where there could be scam wicks or whatever, uh, that would very much manipulate the price of Pulse and you could kind of throw things out of whack where the Oracle will go out and um, grab the prices from all the different places, put them together, average them out so that they stay somewhat stable. Um, and again, that's the first part of, of liquid loans. Um, being able to operate is because it is tied to a dollar's worth of pulse. Um, right. You know, the U.S., the, the U, not the U.S., I forget what it's called, L, L-U-S-T, I believe, is the loan um, token. So mm -hmm. L, L-U-S-T? It's not lust. No, that's not right. <laughs> we got Fox, lust. Uh, <laughs> you know, All kind of sexual nine-inch. Yeah stuff going Nine on nine inch and, yeah a lot of dicks a lot of boobs yeah um, well anyway yeah. but yes it is the first first piece of the puzzle and and yes anybody that did i know there were a lot of people that sacrificed uh for the liquid loans stuff uh so <laughs> you know be thankful that you're finally seeing something come to fruition and and that was the like i said the main the main puzzle piece uh that kind of everything now gets built around so it yeah. is a good. It is a good stepping stone and very important to the rest of uh, of that uh, community. So, yeah. yeah, definitely good indeed. Good to see them get something out there, and yeah, uh, yeah feel feeling good about it for sure. As we get here towards the end of the year, I'm glad they got stuff going, and maybe we get liquid loans here by the end of the year. Um, you would think so with this now coming out uh, now with the oracles. So good stuff indeed. Um, so on to other bullish things. So we just found out last week that. The documentary, The Highest of Stakes, is now live. It's been picked up by Apple TV. It is on, uh, help me out, Amazon Prime. And then technically also, I think, Google Play, if that's a thing. I don't yep. know. Google Play, um, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV. Yep, and that's as of today. Um, and most areas, I think the UK, I've been seeing people say that they don't have it. Um, but I know America does, Australia does. Um, I imagine... Every, pretty much everywhere else. I don't know what they yeah. got against the UK. So um, I also heard someone say that they were putting it out on YouTube television. Um, now YouTube TV mm -hmm. has a, a a streaming, you know, where you can buy things as well. Yeah. Um, the the one deal with with uh, the UK and some of the other countries, I know they were getting the workaround uh, using the VPN. Um, <laughs> 
Hexo put his link out there for NordVPN. Um, I think you get a free month if you get somebody's referral link. They get a free month. You get a free month. So, you know, use somebody's link if you're going to get a VPN. Definitely help them out. Help yourself yeah. out. Um, <clears throat> but you have to not only have a um, American um, location... I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure you need either a phone number or um, your card has to be from the U.S. as well. So what these guys are doing is purchasing a gift card, uh, using the VPN, creating an address grabber or something like that and, and random generated um, address and uh, buying a gift card and, and then buying it that way. So there's a couple workarounds right. uh, for it. I, I purchased it on Amazon Prime. Um, watched it a little bit earlier before we before we were streaming. So, you know, it was good to watch again. It's it's nice to catch things that I didn't see in the theater. Um, little things you pay attention to, um, you know, each time. So it, it's definitely it was different this time too. I was <clears throat> not impressed when I saw it the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, as a already um, Richard Hart, go ahead. Sorry, you got, I know. You got, did you hear that? Yeah, you my got bad. an echo um, still going. Yeah, that was that. That was me. I, I forgot I was gonna. Richard Hart just posted a tweet, and I was seeing what he was talking about. But uh, go okay, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, um, but but yeah. So either way, you know, each time you watch it, you're probably gonna catch something a little bit different. Uh, yeah. I had seen someone else saying, "I didn't realize how intense the music was the first time." So people are, like I said, they're just catching different things that, that, you know, every time you see a movie, usually you catch something different. And yeah, I watched it earlier again today. It's been since August, I guess, since I saw it. But yeah, it, it, I think it's doing well. It's uh, currently, I think, number one on Apple TV. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I did corroborate that after you told me. Yeah. Okay. I saw, uh, okay. Tweets I, about I, it. Yeah. It was number one trending. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. If you buy it, you can watch it as many times as you want. Uh, it's like fifteen bucks to buy it. I think it's like four ninety nine to rent it. So if you're going to watch it more than three times, why not just buy it? <laughs> so according to you, Ewok, every time you watch it, you notice something a little bit different. You catch something different. It's kind of like the modern day uh, The Shining from Stanley Kubrick. It sounds like um, sure. every time people watch it, you just find out like, oh my god, the twins mean this. And if you go into this room, what did the old lady in the bathtub mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's well, different things to decipher. Go ahead. The big, the big thing I noticed though, the first time I watched it, I thought, wow, this is like the RG three show. Um, but yeah, I've heard tonight, a lot of people say that tonight when I watched it again, I didn't feel that way. I, I didn't feel like, um, I did the first time. I, I you know what I mean? I felt like yeah. maybe he wasn't as involved as I thought he was, uh, because every time it, it, it kind of was weird how when RG would make a point, then they would always go to Richard saying something kind of thing. So I didn't feel that way this time. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend if you've seen it, you know, watch it again and maybe you'll catch something different and tell us, you know, in the next stream, if you found something different or what you saw different, I, I I'm, I'm very curious to hear. Well, you know, that is a common thing too, like with anything that people have a lot of anticipation for. And, you know, obviously the people that went, if you were going to go physically see that film in theaters when it came out back in August, um, especially kind of the timing of things that were going on at that yeah. time, 
you had a very high anticipation. So right. frequently in life with anything like that, that we are so anticipated to, to see or get or experience or whatever, it doesn't live up to the anticipation just simply because nothing can, you've created an impossible task in your mind. <laughs> right. And then I've, you know, with a lot of those things, months, years down the road, you're like, Holy shit, man, I really wrote that. Not that anybody wrote that documentary off, but I really wrote that off. And now that I'm listening to that album again, or watching that film again or whatever, um, damn, it really is a classic. I do that with yeah. South Park episodes sometimes. I'll see uh, like South Park episodes from a few years ago and I'm like, man, I was thinking that this was starting to get dull and this is fucking hilarious. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a natural thing too. And I think the setting too of like just being in your own home, you're not physically going to an event and there's not other hexagons around you. You right. just get to sit and the comfort of your own home and experience this thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. Let me ask you this on a more global question though. What do you think this does mean as far as maybe exposure of this ecosystem to more and more people, whether they be like no coiners or just people that kind of ignore or hate on RH and the ecosystem or in the in crypto? Um, and then also the, you know, could this eventually be on an even bigger platform like Netflix, which is still the largest streaming platform in the yeah. world right now? Uh, what do you think about those two things? So I think a lot of RH haters are going to watch it because it is in the privacy of their own home. Nobody's going to catch right. them doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I think it, it's going to be a, a a pretty good success. Um, people are already tweeting to say, hey, this is number one on Apple TV. Netflix, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, right. you might want to pick this up. <laughs> so, right. you know, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. But yes, I think a lot of haters, a lot of RH haters are going to watch it um, again because they aren't going to get caught. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> right, you know, I think it's good. I, I think there's yeah. a lot. It's very, it is not a puff piece. You know, I said that no. before. I'll say it again. It's definitely... You're getting all the sides. You're getting the negative. You're getting the people that have a lot of doubt. Uh, you get Clay, who was from Nomics, who you know really had his own take on things. And um, you're, you, yeah, and 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 seeing you know the other thing too was the uh, the the transformation of Lamont Black, uh, yeah, who was a professor from DePaul. Um, seeing him over the last couple months as he really dug into the whole thing has been pretty cool. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he was a very big skeptic and, and I think maybe he is a little bit, but he understands it so much better. In fact, oh, yeah. you know, he's taught his classes about it and he's, they do hex contests and things like that and staking contests. And they were doing presentations uh, on it. I saw like some picture of some yeah. kid with a presentation with Richard Hart on the, Billboard yeah. on the uh, whatever the hell they pretty call it. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's kind of neat to see how all these things evolve from something like that. Uh, I saw one guy was like, This is a big shit show. Nothing's going to, you know, nothing's going to come of it. Well, you don't know that, man. And I, I, I think that I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good to reach out to people who normally may not have seen it. Um, they'll rent yeah. it. I, I think, I think it's going to be a, uh a success you know i think it'll do well it's not gonna set records or anything like that um but it's definitely going to get the interest of of the no coiner uh or the other coiners you know what i mean so yeah 
I'm looking it's forward to it. It's a Tiger King thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. Tiger King. You know, we're not all being forced at home because of, uh, you know, certain virus that's going around, but right. um, it's a Tiger King thing. And yeah, people will see it and watch it. And I, I definitely think that Bitcoin maxis and traders like the Don Alt accounts of the world um, and these guys that are just always pontificating on Bitcoin as if there's nothing else and just trading the Bitcoin chart and in their spare time, just shitting on different altcoins and they've got it right. And you're all stupid. And blah, 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 blah. They definitely for to fulfill their guilty pleasures, like you said, um, will watch it. And then we'll probably take to Twitter and like shit on them even more and stuff yeah. like that. But um, hey, that's yeah. all good advertisement too. You know? Yes. Yeah. So I agree with you. Bob Lucas will watch it. You know, Bob Lucas is going to watch that movie. I hope so. No doubt about it. Um, yeah. We should, so it'll we be should interesting tweet, up, tweet him out and let him know it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. We got to let Bobby know. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see. And I mean, hey, it's the first day of it being on there. But hey, we've got the whole holiday season. We'll see uh, what people think of it. I'm sure we're going to hear more and more pouring in. But I'm just glad it's here. I mean, we, you know, there was, I don't know if there was real doubt, but I mean, you know, once it debuted in theaters and it wasn't being picked up by some of the streaming platforms as early as people would have liked, it, there was some doubt as to like, will this thing ever get out there? Is it going to see the light of day? Whatever. Because it is so well done. I mean, regardless yeah, of what you think of very the, well done. the Pulse Chain ecosystem or Richard or anything, the movie is well done. I mean, not only the story they told, I think, but like, you know, the way it's shot, everything uh, is yeah. very well done. So, yeah, um, yeah we won't tell exactly we won't tell them it's yeah. good advertising. Yeah. Um, yeah, we won't tell them that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm go I'm excited to see where else it does go. And definitely something good, um, you know, when we're still mired somewhat in this, you know, ending to bearish times in this market, even though you haven't seen it yet, have you? I still have not seen the whole thing. Okay. I've seen right. I've seen so many extended clips that it, that I think by the time I see the feature film, it'll be like, oh, okay. I, I basically have seen it. Yeah. I've never considered it something that I really need to see. Um, sure. But I, I mean, as soon as I can, yeah, I will watch it, obviously. Um, but, you know, it, it's entertainment. I mean, I will look at it purely as entertainment, basically. Yep. Um, what does Johnny say here? He said, Kelly was an actual fraud investor in Lamont, a blockchain oh, yeah. professor, and now they're hexagons, actual accredited opposition. Yeah, how about that? The guy wears a suit, people. So you know, <laughs> he must up. be smart. He must be smart. He teaches <laughs> at a university. He teaches at a college university in 2023. He wears a suit. Um, you know, what else do we really need here? Um, yeah, but and he, yeah, he definitely has got to be from all the parts of it I've seen. The best part of that documentary. I mean, and and like you said, Ewok. I mean, not caught obviously in that documentary is the last what four months, three months of his kind of um illuminating uh, illumination to this whole thing and to yeah, defy the, evo and understanding the evolution of of his understanding of the product was you know it's yeah. been fun to watch on twitter that's for sure yeah and I, i'm glad that he experienced like um because so many people shit on hex as a cult and yeah certainly there's people within it to shit on i mean that's just how groups of people are there's going to be right. some pieces of shit but um you know it, it's cool that he has felt like so embraced even while he was a skeptic um you know he he really hasn't faced a lot of if any vitriol or hate from people i mean really no. just support from these no and he says he's had a great time learning and 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 you know interacting with the community he he said that earlier today so yeah pretty cool yeah 
yeah, he's a cool dude. I'm glad that he's on board now and, and yeah. talking about it so much and uh, just a cool guy to have along. So um, I think that pretty much wraps us up for tonight, but a great show tonight. I'm glad, you know, we'll look at the final results of our poll. It's about what I would have suspected, almost exactly, 80%. Um, so the poll, again, was, are you in favor of the extra levels of decentralization for Pulse Chain? 80% say, yes, this is how DeFi should be. 20% say, no, it's too hard for new investors. So literally, that's about the split that I guessed uh, earlier in the show. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think crypto, you know, we both kind of stand at the same ground, Ewok. I mean, I think crypto is already, you know, difficult enough for people to get into. And I don't think that extra step just for this ecosystem is really changing anything. So, um, yeah. Hey, you got anything else for tonight, Ewok? No, man, I don't think so. I'm... My cool. brain's about empty. Yeah. Well, we emptied a lot I'll out here to, tonight. I have to reload. have to reload this week. We'll reload over the next few days. I'm sure we're going to have <laughs> plenty of stuff to talk about here. Um, but yeah, I am I am definitely loading up, getting the dry powder ready to uh, ape into this ecosystem even more. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for joining us here tonight. Hit the like on your way out. We do this every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you all for joining us. Philly, Mr. Chanks, Johnny, of course. INR, haven't seen you here before. So welcome in. Louise, thanks for you as well. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We will catch you all next week. It'll be December, the first stream of December, December the 5th, to be exact, uh, I think, or the 4th, yeah. whatever. Whatever next and Tuesday is. This is actually episode 82, man. We're, we're creeping there we up go. there on that magic 100 number. You know, obviously, we got 20 weeks, but what's that? Six more months, five months, but yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're here every single week. So um, we appreciate you guys being here every single week as well. Consistency is key. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting Real DeFi by checking out this stream and checking out this ecosystem. We'll catch you guys next week right here on the Creed of Crypto Podcast.